This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. So we're going to head to our lightning round. But before that, I just want to say this episode is brought to you by Data.World, the enterprise data catalog for the modern data stack. Data.World makes the data discovery, governance, and analysis easy, turning data workers into knowledge superheroes. To learn more, visit the website at Data.World. And with that, we're going to move to our lightning round. We got four questions. Uh, just quick yes or no answer some context. And we, we always do this on the fly. So I'll do the first one. Should companies have a single enterprise data model? Yes. Absolutely, yes. All right. Awesome. Second question. Is it a good thing that, you know, analysts, analytics engineers, data engineers, et cetera, are doing data modeling as part of their jobs, like using DBT, doing, you know, defining the transformations? Or should we really be having more like dedicated people, like data architects, you know, those types of folks that are really focused on the data modeling? Oof, that's not a simple yes or no answer. That is a, a very nuanced answer there. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my, my take on it. Is it a good thing? Yes, because someone has to do it. Um, are they doing it right? That's a separate conversation. Do you need data architects uh, to, to help with that? Yes, at some point. Um, but um, at, the end, at the end of the day, somebody has to do something because it is something, somebody has to do the modeling because it's necessary and, and, and important for the company. Someone has to do that knowledge work. That's that somebody knowledge. has to do it. Oh, that's what I'm, I think we're, I'm the one who's been advocating for the knowledge engineer, the knowledge scientist. There, there is this particular role focusing on managing that knowledge. All right, next one. Should folks who are developing data models do extended rotations directly in the business? So sit next to the people in marketing or customer service or whatever, immerse yourself, or is that going too far? Nope, it's not going too far. Absolutely, 100% they should. Um, if they don't, then they don't understand the business. They're, they're just making stuff up as they go along. <laughs> you don't want to be making stuff up. Or making stuff up. Don't do that. Um, and now, uh, fourth question. So folks in the data space, especially in the modern data circles, are starting to get really excited about the semantic layer, about the metrics layer. I think, you know, knowledge graph and semantics, old schoolers are like, we've been talking about this for a long time, looking in your direction, Juan. But, um, uh, you know, it's it's cool that it's hot again, right? Do, do you feel like this is the future of data modeling, the sort of semantic layer, metrics layer? Maybe it's bigger than the warehouse. It's much more conceptual in nature. Is this the future of data modeling? Well, <clears throat> you're asking me to prognosticate, and that is a dangerous exercise <laughs> because people can point back and say, you said this, you are 100% wrong. Ergas, you said blah, and you weren't right. right. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll say um, I'm not sure that it is the future. I, I think it should have already been the present. The company that I work with right now has this thing, a version of the metrics layer, and they've had it, heck, they've had a data mesh for the past 10 years, but nobody has been talking about it. So there's, there's your answer. Yeah. 
That's fair. I, I, I don't want to the future. I think it's the present <laughs> and the future no. and the past. I do, I do want to take the liberty going back to 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 the the first lightning round question, and because I saw a comment, there's oh the canonical model, and we've, we've right we talk about the the I mean the business, the one single enterprise model, all these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you avoid boiling the ocean? Like how do you avoid going through the mistakes that we people have been going through the last twenty years, trying to go build the entire model that represents the entire organization and, and fail to go do that. My take on this is um, going back to whether you should build it <clears throat> top down or bottom up. Um, I've only seen bottom up, meaning you start with what you need and then eventually you re- refactor and refactor and refactor until you reach a stable model. <clears throat> So I'm going to say, how do you avoid boiling the ocean? You start with with use cases that you care about. You have a use case for um, business reporting revenue. You have a use case for a customer 360 model. Start there, see what those two share, dimensions, keys, et cetera, and start to refactor just like an engineer would where they, they, they say, oh, I see a repeating pattern in Use case one, two, and three, I can probably abstract that out, put it into a separate layer, aka the model, and then have each one of these use cases have a pointer to each one. So we go back to like this engineering um, or software engineering concept of, of uh, uh, do not repeat yourself, DRY, right? You, you take code and that's currently how it works because n- nobody writes software perfectly from the ground up. You write software that, 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 that works, that solves a problem. Then you go and you refactor and you say, oh, I see this function is called in three different places. I can abstract it out, put it into a library and reference it from all the, from all the locations. I think this would, would be the, the more preferred way of, uh, of, of, of doing modeling. Yeah. I, I like I, I, this is a great approach you brought up and the, the, the whole don't repeat yourself, the DRY. Uh, and I think also that's why, I mean, it's, it's I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, it's always, it's a hybrid approach, bottoms up and top down, we'll give sure, you what you sure. start, bottoms up, we'll do yeah. this. I mean, I think that's also important why you want to be able to go have a catalog so people can go find these things also and be able to expose what these things are and figure out how they go reuse. So, um, all right, so much, so much great stuff. All right, now we have our mesh minute. Told you. Oh boy. One minute to rant, pontificate, whatever you want about data mesh. Ready, set, go. Okay. Well, um, like I said earlier, the company that I currently work for has had a version of the data mesh for the past decade or so. There were uh, feeds that were basically microservices that were feeding into a centralized data warehouse and there was a, an enterprise data model, and there was a metrics layer, and there was even reverse ETL. There was an API that you can access. So, so I believe this method of separating kind of the who does what, so data producers, data consumers, whatever those terms are, is conceptually correct. The specific implementations I have no no opinions on those. 
All right. You see, this is an interesting. What I find interesting about we've been doing this question for I don't know the last couple of months, and there only a handful of people have like been really critical about it. A lot of people are like, "Yeah, it's actually a great thing," and people's like, "Yeah, we've been actually doing it for a while. Just finally give it a name, right?" And then a lot of it's like. It's more the conceptual part, the implementation is like, ah, I don't care. Just whatever whatever yeah. works from implementation. Do you do microservices? Do you do like a, a separate schema in, in, in the warehouse that's only certain people can see? Whatever whatever works for you. Um, at the end of the day, being able to separate who owns what, like the data producers understand data better, understand the business better, so they can, you know, mess around in with their logic in a more in a way that makes more sense so as to provide a consistent let's call it like a data api to the 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 data consumers that's all an analyst cares about give me a customer with a name an email date of birth and a transaction with revenue and 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 purchase amount i can do magic i don't care how you you are describing a data model right there yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right, T T T Tim, take us away with takeaways. All right, our guest, amazing, amazing chat today. Here's some of the takeaways that I wrote down. So first of all, people have changed their opinions on data models uh, over time. Obviously, we've seen a lot of change throughout history, um, and um, with modern data stack, data models often have started off as sort of this one-off, sort of ad hoc sort of use case or data set, and they kind of evolve for there. You kind of talked about how modeling starts with these different specific use cases, um, you know, and, uh, and, and we haven't in the past been talking to that much about like modeling the business, right? You really brought up this idea that we have to model the, the business uh, and make that a much more central part of how we approach data modeling. And that's, that's, that's not been enough of part of the conversation. It's been more about performance characteristics. It's been more about, hey, here's the, how the data comes out of the application, right? And, uh, and, and we have to kind of change our perspective on that. Um, uh, and, you know, what are some of the pitfalls that happen with that, where you see things like, um, you know, a lot of copy paste uh, transformations, you see a lot of duplication of logic, you see sort of this like layer cake, you called it like the data swamp that starts to form around these things. And, you know, and, and, and you know, and then it gets out of control. And, and where do you go from there? Right. Um, and you talked about like, kind of, you know, what is even a data model? Like, what is a data model in this context? And you talked about sort of these three key layers, the sort of the, the physical layer of the data, the logical layer of the data, how we're kind of organizing it, how it joins together, and then the conceptual layer. Um, and the conceptual layer is especially important. That's especially the part that you kind of connected with the business process, the business workflows, that uh, the conceptual layer is who's the customer, who are these different things, um, that that's really important and doesn't get enough airtime. Um, and, and you talked about, you know, like how do you start with data modeling? Um, you you kind of mentioned that like it, it's actually kind of okay that we're starting with this use case oriented approach, right? You got to do what you got to do in order to get the answers you need to. Um, but how do you actually refactor that more? How do you fight the tendency to always want to kind of go to the technical angle of view of it and the ad hoc view of it. And instead, how do you start to focus more on the business angle, the refactoring, the don't repeat yourself. So ton more, but um, I'll pass it over to you, Juan. Uh, what were your big takeaways? No, oh, so many here. So um, 
best practices for data modeling, get the right business stakeholders together, right? This is, this is a people problem right there. And then start looking at the concept, like what are the, what are, what do people care about? Like if you say we care about a customer, well, let's understand what that customer is and their journey around their entire, your, your business, right? What is that business workflow, that business process? And, and literally we talk like you should start drawing these things. What are the boxes and arrows of that customer journey? What other Cons, what other things show up there, right? And and I, I was arguing that this is exactly what we need more of this business literacy and, and kind of the techniques is you start identifying a concept. If you're saying a lot of things about that, you want to describe it, that's an important thing. Give it a, give it an identifier. We talked about the skills and actually your background, right? You started out as an analyst, but you really enjoyed most uh, and you found it very valuable is understanding the business, right? So one of those skills that you really are interested in the business, uh, you're interested in what people actually care about within that business, right? You talk to the finance, like what keeps you up at night? What do you care about these things? Uh, so if you embed yourself in the business, you can really find out the key <clears throat> problems that they need to go solve. And I like what I like what you said. It's like you personally would get a kick out of helping the business users get to their answers. And I think what that really means is that there's a lot of empathy. And I think that's if, if there is one thing I'm going to take away, one thing I'm going to take away from this entire conversation is that the skills that data people need to go have within organization is empathy. Um, and when we start mapping out these concepts. Right. This is the, this is literally the digital representation of the bits and the bytes. The 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 real data work is connecting that that the concepts back to the real world right there. And at the end of the day, we're here to go help the customers and service them better. And finally, during our our our, our lightning round, we talked about the avoid building the ocean. It's a hybrid approach, right? Top come get the use cases. You start bottom up with the data, and just like an engine, software engineer, we're going to go refactor. We're going to iterate and, and follow that drive that drive framework. Don't repeat yourself. Um, Burgess, how did we do? Our takeaways? Anything we missed? That was pretty awesome. Let's not forget about curiosity, though. Oh, love it! Thank you, thank you for reminding me. Empathy and curiosity, right? Yes, love this. Um, and yeah, I think culture is, I mean, this is a, this is a cultural thing, right? Um, yep. All right. We, we, we usually strive for an hour. We always go over, but this, is, this has been such an awesome <laughs> conversation. Let me throw it back to you. Three final questions. One, what is your advice about data, about modeling, about life, whatever? Second, who should we invite next? And third, what are the resources that you follow? people that you follow, podcasts that you listen, books that you're reading, conferences that you go to? Well, um, <clears throat> the, on, on, the, on the advice front, uh, because I've had a lot of people, you know, direct message me either on Twitter or LinkedIn asking for specific, everybody asks for where can I get resources to learn specific technical skills, right? Um, how do I move my career up? Um, and in my experience, right, if you already have a job and you're looking to get into the data space, why not start with where you are? Why not ask your manager or your supervisor, whoever it may be, hey, I'm interested in, in learning about data. Can I go and talk to the data team? Can I embed myself in, into the, you could be an analyst, embedded into data engineering team. You could be a, a finance person embedded into an analytics team and kind of see what they do day to day. Join some of their meetings, 
um, eventually take on a project, do it on your own free time. You don't have to do it on company time. But if you want to move up, up on your career, this is what I've done in, in my career. I've looked for opportunities to help with things that I, that I could do or things that I could learn from books. But I always find a project that I can you know, do something with. And eventually, maybe it doesn't turn into anything, but you'll learn a valuable skill. Maybe an opportunity comes up and you get to transition onto a new role within the company, which is what I did. I, I went from a product manager onto a data architect. And that's how you, that in, in my experience, this is the best way to uh, move upwards in your career. A, a lot of people want to go back to school, get a second degree, get a master's degree. That's fine. But at the end of the day, like doing actual projects within an, a, a, a context that you understand very well, I believe is the best way to move up in your career. Love that. Do, do projects to move up in your career. All right, quickly, who should we invite next? Oh, man. I, I don't have a list of all the folks that you have actually had on the call on, on, this, on this podcast. Um, I personally would like to see Lars Runback of Anchor Modeling um, fame. And uh, he's, uh, he's come up with this idea of a singular model based on uh, entity relationship six normal form where you explode everything into tables. I'm fascinated by the idea. I'd like to see what he thinks and what he's up to these days. Awesome. And then finally, what is, what is, what, what things do you follow? People want to, what, what are you reading or newsletters or conferences or anything you're going to? Um, the, I, I follow a bunch of newsletters. Um, the one from DBT labs is the one newsletter that I really like, um, that gives me kind of an, an update of where the industry, what the industry is up to, what, what they're up to. Um, I follow a bunch of folks on LinkedIn best thing to do is follow one or follow myself and see who we follow and just <laughs> following all the people that we interact with. Same thing with Twitter. Um, and Tim, I, I, I don't know if you're on social media uh, at all, but I, I, I would follow you as well. <laughs> I am. Follow me. All right. I will. I will I, I, but yeah. All this right, is, so takeaway is follow Ergus, Tim, and myself. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> All right, with that, Ergus, this was a phenomenal conversation. This is a topic that we are not talking enough, and I'm so happy this came out. Uh, thank you so much, and as always, thank you to Data.World, the enterprise data catalog for the modern data sec who supports us doing this every, every week. And next week is our season finale, season three, 25 episodes into this. I think it's going to be our episode 95th next week, and it's just Tim and me. We're going to sit down. And this is going to do a recap of everything that we have learned in the last, I don't know, six months now. Yeah. So that's next week. Look forward to that. Ergus, thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you for it. having me. Let's raise a final toast to the data model. And the uh, the data cheers. Model. <laughs>